Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paul Hawksby. Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by Keith Allen, a man who's recently worked at Alexander Palace. Mm. Um, Speaking into the wrong microphone. What are you talking Um, And um, we got him on because Ronnie O'Sullivan slagged off Ali Pally. We wanted to know what Keith made of it. Yeah. We talked a bit of fun. You'll hear that. We had a chat. We did, yeah. We covered some ground. Mm. And we were joined by Martin Kellner who had a week of sport on TV. Um, and that's probably it, I would think. So here you go. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yes, good afternoon, Paul. And uh, yes, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, okay. I, would you? And you would watch boxing on ice? I would. Talksport.com. <laughs> text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet T S H and J T S H A N D J O three seven one seven double two double three double four. How are we going to make it? What about work? darts on ice? That'd be tremendous. You took basically other sports on ice. How yeah. were they? Darts on ice? Darts so they have to sort of skate back to the they hockey. They skate up to the hockey and they throw it as they're, in, as they're moving. So moving, darts. Now, you're, you're, you're making a mockery of the whole thing there. And I, I come am. up with a perfectly sensible <laughs> suggestion and you start to mess it up. Anyway, oh, no, I, I do apologise. Uh, I'll start with a letter from Ted in Andover. Oh, OK. Who, Who's Ted in Andover? He's a bloke that wrote to the Daily Star about oh, Arsenal. Yeah. OK, right, yeah. And I'll read it out exactly as it's printed. It says... So, Arsenal are on a winter break to Dubai after losing three games in a row, where I am a supporter since 1956. Here, freezing. Nice work for some. Yes. <laughs> Don't bother with any it's, punctuation it's, it's, it's or a touch, sentences. It's a touch Samuel Beckett. <laughs> nice close-up of Billy Whitelaw's lips. There we are. There's one for the That's heartland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, what else have we got? Oh, yes. Uh, there was a, I'll spare his blushes, but there was a, a, a column about Timo Werner. Oh, yeah. for Spurs and yeah. uh, what did you say his, um, his um, XG is his personal XG minus 8.67 <laughs> it's great isn't it I don't know why he, he left only, Chelsea he'd fit in so well he can only get better that's right if he went back to Chelsea now he'd you be know, perfect he'd be fantastic wouldn't he it says here Chelsea's rocket man never got, quite got to grips with the offside rule a small but integral part of the game is very true in 89 frustrating games for the Blues their hair trigger striker was caught on the wrong side of the ball a whopping 60 times yeah. he does love it well I mean but with, with a condition like. to it we yeah. lived we lived through the Jermaine Defoe yeah. years and, that's true so, and that was pre-VAR yeah but at least we, when he was onside he stuck it in the when net. I've got a spare couple of days I'm going to go through every Jermaine Defoe offside if I can track them down <laughs> and see how many would have been goals with VAR that's a very good see idea see how many would have been chalked off anyway have you got yeah. your own set of lines yes I have <laughs> oh yeah I mean I, I can't ever see myself having that couple of days but we'll see no. being that bored 
He'll say, you'll see more yellow flags raised one afternoon watching Werner than an entire season of Thomas the Tank Engine. I don't think that really That's works. not a bad line, that's all right. Um, the other it. signing, Dragosin, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, do you want an interesting fact about him? Oh, yes, please. I'll give you three guesses. Mm. Um, one of the things that, uh, that Dragosin is good at is Rubik's Cube. Oh, really? How quickly can he um, complete a Rubik's Cube? Mm, 8.67. Well, he's not quite that good. Okay. Um, so I'll, higher. Uh, 23 seconds. Well, again, he's not quite that good, but he's okay. pretty good. One minute and the 15. Well, he's not that bad. 35 <laughs> seconds, apparently, our so new boy. Have another go. Your no. famous game show. 30, have another guess. Yeah, have another guess. 35 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Uh, he can complete a Rubik's That's incredible. Cube. I told you he was on Romanian telly in Dragosin's Den. Yeah, that was very good. He goes in with different ideas. <laughs> or do they come to him with ideas? He's now got the money, hasn't he? Yes, he's got the money to say, true. I'll give you 100 grand for 10% of your business. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Sounds good to me. I don't know where that leaves us, Andy, in terms mm. of uh, Rubik's. Is that is that good? 35 seconds? Well, I think the world record is about three seconds. So Okay, so he's got some work to do. Yeah. But, I mean, I mean the, it's better than... The I, kid, I can't even do it at all. The kind of... Uh, you Have ever completed it? Um, I've, I was never a big fan. I haven't got the patience. No. <laughs> I mean, I think I've started a few and then thrown them across the room. Yeah, I think so. There are some things you know in life you just haven't got the patience for. I know, yes. Yeah, I definitely. can imagine you, Andy. Just, I just can't work it out. You'd start. I mean, <laughs> well, many years ago, the, the the BBC did a Test Your IQ show, fronted by Anne Robinson, yeah. and um, most people had a go at it. Yeah. Andy tried it. I know. I, I was mean, the weakest link. Goodbye. Oh, not much. I mean, to the point where we were checking That's for like a pulse. Missing link, really, it didn't seem possible to be alive and have an IQ what? have an IQ that low. I know. It, Often the questions are very geared. You have a certain thought no, I've processes. Got a very low IQ and a very high EQ. Yeah, that's an emotional <laughs> quotient. Have you really? Yeah, no, I'm emotionally very yeah. intelligent. But, really? Oh yeah, no, very. Even after Chelsea lose on a Monday, you <laughs> call that emotional intelligence? I'd say do you? it is. But actual working things out like that, no, hopeless. Vatican City football team, um, Pep Swiss Guardiola. <laughs> oh, come on, David Tunbridge. Like Dave, well done. Um, Alex, uh, the Chelsea fan, has gone for um, the Swiss Odegaard. <laughs> Not bad. Sistine Babiaru, says uh, Pompey Ben. <laughs> That's all Ian stretchy. Bishop, says Glenn Stretching that. Hammer, we are, really. the, we're getting close at the bottom of the barrel now. We are, we? Really, yeah. we are, if you want to play for Vatican City, I think, to be fair... Uh, you're probably a bit late Not now. Ricky you Pontiff. Have... No, yeah, Ricky. You can't have cricket. No, you can't have cricket. You could have um, um, Sergio Religion, but then, but then, mate, when you put Sergio Regulon in brackets, you've completely killed it. Because it's a bit like it's a bit like doing an impression and saying, uh, "Oh, if it isn't my old mate Michael McIntyre." Oh yeah, because that one. If you've had to say it, it's clearly not going to sound like Michael McIntyre. I do that a lot with my impersonations. Yeah, that's basically. If it's my old talking friend. of impersonations, did you oh, see yeah. the Elvis Presley impersonators travel to the Wacky Festival celebrating the King? Not my words. Oh yeah. Uh, passengers put on wigs and costumes before boarding the Elvis Express yeah. in Sydney. Honestly, none of them, none of them look like Elvis. Let's have a look. Oh, yeah, have a look at those two. Hey, They're um, tremendous, don't they? 
Blimey, yeah. <laughs> One of the bloke on the left looks like posthumous Elvis, yeah, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, that's right. Posthumous Elvis. <laughs> yeah, not they've not put their backs into that. That's probably what he was going for. I, I found myself outside Graceland though during um, um, Elvis Week that oh, they yeah. have to mm. mark the anniversary. As of, you do, yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I just we just happened to be there. Mm. It is fantastic. It's brilliant. They have they have a band mm. set up over the road in the car park opposite Graceland. What doing Elvis songs? Yeah, they have. <laughs> no, no, they don't do a lot. Of Elvis <laughs> and the 80s Joel's there. We only do 80s Joel, they didn't do any Elvis. But it's great because the Elvis impersonators are in mm. town anyway because they're yeah. playing the big room and they come down and guest. And this band were excellent, you can imagine, they're really good. Yeah. Um, and uh, they just get people up doing guest spots. So if you're over that way, yeah, try absolutely. and do it during Elvis week, it's well, worth you know. your trip. So, um, what's coming up today? Hammer throwing on ice, says Phil. <laughs> that would be interesting. You'd never stop spinning, would you, basically? Um, Richard in Lewis says he has... Uh, the, the first bout would be a women's boxing uh, bout would, with Skatey Taylor. Oh, I, I didn't expect <laughs> you to get punny on that. I expected you to come up with quite good ideas. <laughs> yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport, and uh, Andy Goldstein popped into the studio yesterday to tell us what was coming up in the show at four mm. weeks. Ronnie O'Sullivan at the Masters uh, snooker on the TV and I said what's it like as a venue Andy for the he said it's brilliant he said it's it's the best snooker venue you get so many people in there he said the atmosphere is fantastic so it was interesting you know less than 24 hours later we had Ronnie's take on the venue uh, he said I just don't like the place I find it disgusting everywhere is dirty cold I'm freezing I have to sit here in my coat everywhere you go you're going through car parks there are bins I don't know if you've seen it up there. There's food and stuff, and it makes me feel ill. I'm a clean freak. When I come here, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Oh and I just want to get out of there. I'm sorry. That's how I feel. Well, um, we contacted Alexander Palace, and they told us this. We love hosting the Masters and welcoming all the players and fans to the Palace. We work tirelessly to provide an arena and atmosphere that this great venue deserves. We've been proud of the overwhelming positive feedback the venue has received in recent years and it's obviously disappointing that Ronnie feels differently. We hope he can change his mind and that he enjoys the rest of the tournament. Unlikely. Good luck with that. Um, (laughs) So we thought we'd turn to someone... Uh, who's been working at the venue very recently in and around the snooker, starring in A Christmas Carol. It's actor and Fulham fan, Keith Allen. Hi, Keith. Afternoon, all. So, um, what do you make? I mean, it's 150 years old. We've kind of got to cut it some slack a bit, really, haven't we? Um, yeah, but listen, let's get one thing straight. It is the people's palace, mm. you know. Um, there's, there's not a huge amount of money there, and I think what people have done with that place is incredible. I mean, the theatre space was just... Amazing. It was brilliant. And uh, while we were there, the darts were going on next door. Um, but I can say, I, I kind of understand what he's saying. It is, it's huge. It's not intimate, that's for sure. No. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I mean, no, I love the place. I thought it was absolutely amazing. It's incredible. There is a touch of sort of decaying splendour about it, but that's always, I mean, I used to live near, I was brought up and lived near there, and I've always been there over the years. And it's, I mean, they've done it up and they give it a facelift now and again, but it's always kind of, been the same I and mean, you sort of forgive it i think listen it's got a feel of a of mm. an extraordinarily large community center there's a real soul about mm. the place and uh, as you say you can forgive those you know um those slight problems believe me it's uh it's valued it's wonderful I yeah so you're, you're clearly um, not with ronnie then <laughs> no well I've done, i mean but do you know what i, I did think because it is such a huge space i did think you know, because snooker um, and, and the atmosphere is so important. I mean, literally the atmosphere in the air. Mm. How do they keep those tables and, uh, you know, the nap and all the rest of it? How do they keep that in, 
in, in prime condition because it's not hot there. No, no. <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, is it is it severely temperature controlled? You know, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. But And does it affect the way they play? I don't know. Yeah. It's probably when they full crowd in there, it's probably quite warm, I'd imagine. I would imagine, yeah, they heat the place. Yeah. I mean, you said as a place to perform, the theatre there, you, you were impressed with it. Oh, no, it's incredible. I mean, but you chose your words brilliantly, the faded splendour, because it's now a listed building. and. Mm. You've got all the old plaster work, and you can see where there were, you know, flaws in there and stuff like that. And it's been sealed, and it's it's an amazing space to to be in. It really is incredible. I loved it every minute of it. Did you get any crossover from the darts audience popping in? So? Um, you didn't have a load well, of traffic was, cones coming in to watch a, a performance. <laughs> the, the, the weird thing is, I used to get on a bus, the W three from Wood Green mm. up to Alley Valley. And uh, half the time you couldn't get on for frogs, penguins, Super Mario, <laughs> you know, cardinals. It was absolutely rampant. Oh. <laughs> How many drunken um, renditions of Vindaloo did you get when they saw you on the bus? <laughs> do, do you know what? The weirdest thing was, I, I can't remember, I was talking to somebody and I, and I was doing interviews for a Christmas Carol. Mm. And they saying, yeah, you know, what's it like being stopped in the street? You know, all that stuff about fame. And I said, well, weirdly enough, it, last five years, I, I don't get it now at all, you know. And it was the night that Prodigy were playing at the weekend. Mm. And like I said, I'll get the bus back down. Oh, my God. I got on the bus, and within 10 seconds, Vindaloo! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard it for ages. <laughs> yeah. For, for the part, for Scrooge, you had some quite spectacular face furniture, so maybe that put people oh off God, the scent yeah. a bit. Oh, my God, yeah. And with the hat on, you wouldn't have known it was me, to be honest. But I've got it off now, because I'm, yeah. what, the open night in rehab. That's so, right, uh, yeah. Re- this is the mu- Rehab the Musical um, starts tonight in London and with Misha Paris alongside you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, man. What a voice. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it's actually quite frightening. <laughs> um, it's a 200-seater, you know, and, uh, yeah, you're going to be very close to this astonishing voice. Honestly, I, I tell you, it's brilliant. It's just brilliant. She, and, and, have you got any duets with her, Keith? Uh, no, my... Duets with Jody Steele, mm-hmm. um, who has an equally amazing voice, but Misha's Misha. You know. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I'm kind of hoping. Well, you know, good luck to Ronnie. I hope he wins on something because I love the way he plays. But I think it would be uh, free for Mali Pally so that he could come to the gala night on Wednesday. Oh, we sent him an invite anyway because he's big mates with uh, Damien Hurst. Isn't he? So, oh yeah. Uh, oh okay. Well, that'd be nice. You, you can compare yeah. notes on Ali Pally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that great old clip of Misha Paris? In, she was in the audience. She went to a Prince after-show party, and he was doing a number, and he obviously knew she was a singer. And I think the mic yeah. gets handed down to her, and she joined it. Oh, it's a mind blower! Is it, it, is, it, is it really? I've not seen it. It no, must no, be no. on. It I've must be on YouTube it. somewhere. But yeah, it is. I mean, even he looks sort of impressed. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> yeah. amazing. Yeah. Amazing. So, what's the, tell us a bit about the musical? What's it about? Well, it's about rehab. Rehab, uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, really is. And uh, I play this kind of Machiavellian manager uh, who manages to engineer a situation in rehab to keep my boy uh, on the front page of the newspapers. Oh. And you see a love story develop. And um, listen, it is genuinely warm. It's very funny. But a lot of the people who are associated with the production have actually been in rehab. So... You know, it's uh, it's very respectful about the process, and like I say, it is very, very. It's very warm. It's very moving. It's funny, and the songs are incredible. Excellent. Um, Grant Black, son of Don Black. Uh, oh wow! You know, he wrote he wrote the tunes, and uh, Clive Black, 
um, his brother is uh, the producer. So there's a great musical kind of input. Yeah. And tell, where, tell us where you're on. Where's the theatre? 194, 194 Piccadilly, a place okay. called Neon. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a newspaper. We're the first production to come in. To be honest. Brilliant. Uh, it's, it's amazing. But it's but, right in the of Soho, you know. So. I'm running to 17th of February if you want to get yeah, your tickets. Yeah, February. Um, and um, just quick one on Fulham. How are you feeling about life as a Fulham fan at the moment? You know what? Um, our problem, I think, for the season has been consistency. Not in the way that they play, but of the team. Do you know what I mean? We haven't had a, a, a kind of consistent 11 at start. We haven't. Until we got Iwobi and Bassi playing together. Mm. And now, you know, Iwobi's there. He can free up Kenny, who's a maestro. You've got Polina. It's great. It looks good. And then suddenly they've both gone to Africa. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So it'll be interesting tomorrow. But, you, you know, I mean, I say that about Fulham, but you don't know what Chelsea team's going to turn up. Yeah, so. absolutely no yeah. idea whatsoever. Yeah, there's a they've been all right at home recently, but... You, know, you never know. Yeah, yeah. Williams we'll looked be. decent. So. Yeah. Williams yeah. in the form of his life. Yeah. He's incredible. He's playing so well. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well done, no, the manager. Yeah. Listen, if we can get a forward... Do you know what I mean? Who can guarantee you 15, 20 goals? I think we'd be looking pretty good. Mm. Everybody's after them, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Congratulations to Wes Fodringham. He has won the Castrol Save of the Month. Ooh, it was okay. his a close-range volley from Mo Salah that uh, he pushed over the bar. Great reaction save. He's an interesting keeper, isn't he? Because mm. there's been times this season, maybe the way that they were playing before, and he's had his moments, but when you're that busy in a game, it stands to reason now and again you're going to have a bit of a glitch. Yeah. Because he is it's a bit like James Trafford. He's constantly under the he's gosh. A good, he's a good keeper. He actually. is a good keeper. Yeah, definitely. But that is some save, so well done to him. Yeah. Anyway, um, top, uh, we're going to be chatting to Tom Macklin a little bit later on. There's a bit of... A huge story, really, in the world of American sport this week. A legend of the game is bowing out. We'll be talking about that mm. uh, later on. We touched on it yesterday with Phoebe Schechter when she joined us in the studio, the former Bills coach. But we're going to talk uh, transfers a bit later on with Darren Lewis. Um, Andy, anything else you want to discuss today? Well, I should give a final plug to uh, Jason Candy and myself appearing on TNT Sports. Oh, yeah. Eight, uh, six o'clock and repeated at ten o'clock. Right. So, yeah. So, if you, so it's, um, on, it's is it cool. how long is it? An hour? It's an hour. Yeah, it's a. a, a it was a, a film before a live studio yeah, audience. It, it, I think it. I mean, I've been told from the producer that it edited down very well, but it, it's, it seemed like quite so fun it's on you, the night. Ian Stone, the host, and Finn is, Taylor, is, the comedian. Um, and Finn is a Chelsea fan. Isn't yeah, he is. And so you and Jason. Yes. Good job you didn't record it after the Borough game on Wednesday evening, wasn't it? it would have been a very different. It would have show. been a very different show. Yeah. Good. And so it's a bit of a. It's yeah. a it's a bit oh, of a Chelsea chat, is it? game the other night. Oh, do you keep relatively level-headed in it, Andy, or do you behave yourself? Or? Yeah, no, I behave myself, yeah. I mean, I did. I don't think it'll be in there. I started telling the Dickie Attenborough story about no, Yeah, you? exactly. We told that on the air the other day. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. think that will make no, no, it. I don't I think, think that's going to make it. Reasons of taste. seem highly unlikely. It does. Um, we're, yes, we're, we're going to tell you a little bit later on how you could possibly play in the Vatican City Football League. I was thinking, hmm. is Vatican City part of the City City Football Group? But it, <laughs> I think no. I, I can't see that really. Can't, it definitely can't isn't. see that being being the case. I mean, maybe Calvin Phillips could go and play there on loan. I don't know if he wants to get some game idea. time in. Um, I assume the football they use there is a mitre, says uh, oh, Port Vale. Dave, very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and on that thing, what about uh, Roger from Durham Cathedral? Says Ollie, the Spurs fan <laughs> for the Vatican City football team. He's Did noticed he... that Roger from Durham appears every week in the clips One of the day week. We'll tell you why yeah. Roger, so, Roger from Durham? Roger, who's week. Roger? Roger. Roger. Um, yeah, we asked you earlier, I mentioned at the top of the show that uh, Fletch was playing a little bit of Ricky Hatton talking about being on Dancing on Ice. And he admitted how nerve-wracking it is just taking to the ice. And like he said, this is a man who's spent his life being punched in the face. But he said it, it's, it's really nerve-wracking getting out there. So I thought, boxing on ice. Um, we've had a couple of suggestions for it none of them particularly useful if I'm trying to get this away <laughs> Lloyd the Liverpool fan says what about golf on ice it would be hilarious <laughs> I mean, I'm sure people have gone out and played in icy conditions at a game Yeah, but if you've inadvertently thing. played sport on ice maybe you want to tell <laughs> us pretty dangerous, tell us your stories uh, this afternoon talksport.com text 81089 tweet TSH&J remember years ago uh, somebody been in the Navy told us they went out to play uh, out on the deck of an aircraft carrier, all got up in the morning, yeah. ran up on deck for their usual game of morning football, not realising that there had been an overnight freeze, and they basically ran on to an ice rink oh, and wow. just went all over the shop. So it can happen. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to TSH and J to tell us your stories. Now, uh, when you're writing about people in the news, you, you, this is the sort of thing you can if you can get. As many people in as possible. It's like a bonus. So, okay, give uh, us an example. Andy. This is uh, a little piece about Romeo and uh, Mia, Romeo Beckham, okay. and his girlfriend. I don't know her last name. Okay. And uh, they want their own space, despite the Beckham's home boasting six bedrooms and an indoor pool. Yeah. The couple, right, the picture of them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. I know. We're yeah. spotted last week watching 16-year-old dart sensation Luke Littler. Yeah, there you go. You got them all in there. Oh, Tremendous. right. So you got a Luke letter in. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Brooklyn's uh, wife Nicola Peltz. Yes. Uh, her people would like her to be in Strictly. They're, they're, would they? Oh, yeah. There's been a bit well, of. Well, they want to build her profile in the UK, do they? I know, but you know, I'd rather see him in it. Really. Okay. Tremendous. Does he need to do it? I no. mean, career-wise. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. He yeah. Could do. It's possible. How would you be on it, Andy? The cold, the cold's kicked oh, in, it's Andy, really isn't it? Kicked in, isn't it? Where did that come from? I've no You've idea. You had a six-week cough, and now it's the cold. The hundred-day cough followed okay. by the <laughs> probably the hundred-day cold. Oh, okay. Well, good. Right. Right. That's it'll, fantastic. It'll clear have a nice, a nice hot drink. Show. I'll come round and see you Wednesday. I'll bring you something <laughs> nice. It's terrible. Isn't it? Are we going to talk about David Warner's ridiculous entrance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we are. Not in his house. No, David Warner. <laughs> um, I kind of sense there's a bit of ego there. Do you, Andy? Oh, you're just a Quite touch. possibly. <laughs> really? Yeah, David Warner made his uh, big entrance. I think he does talk about himself in the third person. But, um, yeah, he turned up at the uh, big bash league via helicopter. Yeah. Yeah. I, I watched it. It was tremendous. And it landed on the pitch. Yeah. Not yeah. during the game. No, that would have been even better, really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there he comes. He flies in. For uh, yeah. for his game, so we were looking for OTT entrances. Hopefully, those ones that completely backfired. Yeah. So maybe it was a family party, whatever it was. But if you've got if you've got tales of an OTT entrance, <laughs> yeah, that's good. Do let us know this afternoon. Talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet. Pavilion OTT entrance. OTT entrance. Yeah. Our old friend Colum Fodder, who I often yeah. talk about, he's Irish the podcast. lad, isn't he? Yes, in the podcast extra, she yeah. features a lot. Uh, she's been writing about Christmas trees, which is quite topical, actually. Yeah. It's the sad season of Christmas. 
tree dumping. Yeah. They sprawl, denuded of their lovely lights and baubles, having mm. left houses bare for another year. Yeah. How about a summer tree idea that can add similar sparkle to our homes? No, what a terrible a summer idea tree. That Imagine really... all that. Imagine. I'm sure the people that sell Christmas trees, the bloke that we buy our Christmas tree from, <laughs> yeah. has got a Bentley. Yeah. In the, I don't think he's in just in the Christmas tree business. <laughs> no, he does other stuff, but. It's interesting when you go and get your Christmas tree. There's a Bentley outside, yeah. so he's done all right out of it. So if it's summer trees, he'll have a couple of Bentleys and a Lamborghini. <laughs> I'm not buying a but, summer um, tree. But we got ours collected by a local charity. You make a donation, yeah. and they collect your Christmas tree. So it's a win-win. I've got the song for the ad though. Summer trees. <laughs> yes, of course, the Isley Brothers. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll give them a small or the Seals stipend. Croft version, whichever you prefer. Dan in Devon points out something that we used to see years and years ago on, on World of Sport, on, on ITV. They do Speedway on ice. I mean, it's it's a hellish oh, yeah, sport. Have you ever seen that. it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Ice Speedway. Tremendous. Great big spikes in the wheels. Yeah, what's it called? And it's people like, are, you know, yeah. the guys on motorbikes, and people come off the motorbikes, of course, and there's these great big spike wheels that they would use. Yeah, I've done for me. seen it over the years. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. It's time then to check out uh, what's worth watching when it comes to sport on TV. Martin Ooh, Kellner has good. put the hard yards in after a fashion and uh, he joins us now. Good afternoon, Martin. Actually, interestingly enough, I have put the hard yards in. I've watched everything this week. Oh, well uh, done. When you say everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Every single thing's been on. In fact, uh, I've just been watching the Snooker Masters on oh, BBC wow. Two. That's just good. watching it right now. Oh, well done. Uh, Dedication. Yeah. Absolute dedication. And it means I've missed all sorts of programmes about people doing up a little farmhouse in northern Spain. <laughs> I've not, not been able to watch those at all. Very selfless week. of you. Uh, Jackie yeah. Stewart documentary on Sky you took in, I understand. 
Yeah, it's a really good documentary. There's a lot of stuff about... I mean, Jackie Stewart, very much an iconic figure to people of uh, of my generation mm. and Andy's generation mm. as well, maybe just a little before your time. Well, no, I remember him uh, driving, Martin. I yeah. love the fact you think I'm much younger than I am, but uh, God bless you for that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, you're welcome. Because yeah. no, he, he won his last World Championship, his third and last, in 73. Mm. And he, he did retire sort of quite early. But it's a really interesting story in that he had... He was only diagnosed at the age of 43 with severe dyslexia. And he went to one of those um, schools in, uh, I suppose, rural Scotland, fairly near Glasgow, but a sort of rural area that was pretty uh, hardcore, if you like. And they just called him stupid and and hit him. And, you know, the programme starts like that. And it clearly affected him because he, uh, and, you know, I'd like to say he was very driven, but, of course, he wasn't. He drove himself. (laughs) (laughs) But the the reason he was so driven was what went on at school. And he says this himself. He said uh, he had an inferiority. I mean, for a start, he was fairly small, as you know, mm. um, and still is, uh, small and uh, and thin. So he was a bit of a sort of scrawny kid. But the fact that he was um, bullied by the teachers, largely, uh, at his school, gave him this inferiority complex. And um, he admits that, you know, right throughout his career, I could neither read nor write. Um, Yeah. And he he says he was uh, always he was always worried that uh, they would find out because he did loads of uh, I mean, he was very much a figure of the the swinging 60s, the early 70s on chat shows all the time. And he would go to incredible lengths to cover up the fact that he could he couldn't read or write, that he was, you know, illiterate no i didn't know that till i watched all this and you see him on a chat show actually saying oh well um yeah i do read uh, a lot on i read on planes when i go on plane i take a couple of books with me and of course it was all nonsense because because he didn't and uh, this i say drove him to achieve what he achieved and his big his big battle was um to bring more safety into formula one mm. and mm. He, he came up against uh, sterling moss who, who's on the you know there's a clip of sterling moss on the show saying that he always thought um formula one should or motor racing basically should have an element of danger in it but jackie stewart had seen several of his friends die you know young jim clark and, among them of course his friends the thing is though, yeah. there's footage of honestly there really is footage of sterling moss he pulls in to have petrol put in his car and the bloke's doing it he's got a fag on seriously <laughs> <laughs> smoke it that's right fill her up gov got a cigarette Whoa, on. yeah really bad yeah it's yeah. interesting it's interesting you mentioned the smoking because one of my favorite scenes in it he was uh, very much a, a bit like um, david frost he was a channel hopper mm. you know pre-concord but he was flying over to america all the time to um be a pundit on the indianapolis 500 he worked for ibc abc wide world of sports and that sort of thing uh, and there's a great scene of him on a BOAC uh, plane and hmm. um, you hear the announcement coming over the announcement says ladies and gentlemen you may now smoke cigarettes only please <laughs> yeah. I thought there's a, a real nod to health and safety yeah. they didn't allow you to spark up a cigar or a pipe because <laughs> yeah. of course pipes were very popular you know People smoke pipes to yeah. make themselves look uh, intelligent. Mm. They're like Derek Smalls in Spinal Tap. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. You know, the Harry Shearer character who was always, yeah. uh, always had a pipe on. So it's a fascinating show. It really is. Um, that sounds good, actually. Yeah, it sounds it, good. It sounds good. 
Yeah. It's really, I mean, and he got into his uh, dad. Uh, his dad's on the show as well. You know, obviously hmm. uh, an archive interview. Hmm. But his dad owned a garage, which just looks like a you know like a rural petrol filling station. Somebody came in and said. Uh, Oh, you know, do you want to have a bash at a, a small racing event in Scotland? And it all started there, you know, in the in the early sixties. Uh, you uh, so, so we can find it on what Sky? Yeah, it's on Sky Documentaries. Brilliant, sounds good. Uh, you yeah, said you've been watching good. the Masters. You've been enjoying the Masters. And say Andy Goldstein tennis yesterday. It's a brilliant. He feels a brilliant yeah. venue to watch new because you get so many fantastic. in there. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean, having just had the darts at Ali Pali. Um, they're doing the, the snooker there. We got a view today from the corporate hospitality area. Oh, nice! And uh, Hazel was she had a, she had two little flutes in front of her. Oh. Uh, one with champagne in, one with orange juice, and uh, I'm pleased to say she drank from the orange juice because I've always thought Hazel Irving. She, she always strikes me a very neat presenter. Mm very professional um, and of course she's sort of um, very much associated with the snooker now whether yeah. it's the world championships or or the masters but it's been a great week mm. I mean uh, uh, Ding Jing we got um, a 147 yeah and there's only four people ever scored a 147 in the masters and he's two of them Sorry, it's three people. Yeah. When, when you mentioned yeah. flutes, and he's two of them. <laughs> I thought we were talking about James Galway or Ian, <laughs> or Hazel yeah. doing Shannon, Ian, Ian one Anderson. Was, one was a piccolo and one was a flute. And there was Hazel yes. standing on one leg playing <laughs> Living in the Past. Oh, it does seem marvelous. unlikely. That's one yeah. for the teenagers. Marvellous. Yes, so flutes. We, we spoke to Tony over at uh, AFCON earlier on and uh, apparently um, you can watch how Africa changed the Premier League at the yeah, moment. Yeah, this is good. It's on uh, Sky Sports Football and it's uh, it's great if you want to see um, Sam Allardyce dad dancing. Oh yeah, uh, you of course see him I do. Join- yes, of course you do. Uh, he joins <laughs> in with JJ Okocha mm. on one of the, on one of the celebrations. JJ Okocha, who drove from uh, oh. Paris to sign for Bolt Mondras. Wow. Um, which, I mean, drove all the way in the you know. The, Why? In, so, I mean. Well, Why? Yes, precisely. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but you know what I mean. He didn't. He didn't. Uh, he didn't sort of drive to the channel and get a limo. Sam would have said, "Well, we'll lay on a plane for you, JJ." No, I'd rather drive. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. fine. I'll just get in the car now. I won't be more than about fifteen hours. Yeah. yeah. But who, who's the best African player ever to play in uh, oh, in, the, in, the, in the Premier League? It's got to be Yaya Toure. I would have thought, but they. They sort of reopened that debate. Sadio Mane would be up there, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah. Uh, JJ Okocha was fantastic. He was such a yeah, great box to office to watch, to watch wasn't player. he? Yeah. Absolutely. There's now 50, but they go through the history. It's interesting to watch because they go through the history of uh, everybody, of everybody who signed, you know, because it started slowly. Um, I mean, even foreign players, it started slowly. There's a great bit where the first sort of um, foreign players, mainly, that came over, it was um, at Spurs, obviously, um, Ozzy Ardiles and uh, Ricky Villa. Yeah, overseas so players, a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, and it was, a, it was a novelty when the two Argentinians came to play for Spurs, and there's a bit of a Keith Birkinshaw interview in 1978 where the interview says... What do you feel about the criticism that these two players are taking away opportunities that English players could have? Mm. You know, which wouldn't be an argument these days. No. Um, but it certainly wasn't. So it goes right through it. And then the, obviously the 1990 World Cup uh, was a big moment for, uh, uh, for African players. 
And uh, people like Lucas Radibi at uh, Leeds. Yeah. I mean, he was um, he was part of the mythology of the town. Mm. You know, played you know, the Kaiser Chiefs and all that. Yeah. Uh, so um, as I go to all of them, the SCN and um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, his interview with Howard Wilkinson about uh, Tony Yeboa and uh, Lucas Radibi. Michael Essien, John Obi Mikel. Um, well, we were saying of... so many of the players playing at this AFCOM, there's so many great players, you know, when mm. you look at the North African countries. I mean, you know, so many household names, so many brilliant players from mm. around the world are going to be featuring at the tournament. So many great players. Come on, I remember that yeah. when Cameroon played Argentina in the first game oh, of Italia yeah. 90, and that yeah. sort of memorable game. That felt like a real kind of... Watershed a real shift around African football, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and they do they do show you all that, and you get mm. a little bit of Roger Miller there, oh, Roger Miller. Uh, and of course, um, people like Freddie Canute, sort of half forgotten. Yeah, but I, Marley, love Freddie, yeah. I love Freddie Canute when he when he was at West Ham. He played for Spurs as well, didn't he? He did, yeah. But um, yeah, and then and uh, Didier Drogba, of course, who's got to be in that absolute reckoning oh, yeah. as the best uh, yeah. African player. Salah, play, so well, yeah. that, that's good. That sounds like something. That, it starts tomorrow. So so if some, somebody's got a bit of spare time tonight, it sounds like it will set the scene rather nicely. Oh, now. very so, much so, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it even goes back to people like Albert Johansson, who played for Leeds, and oh, uh, that's a bit of a tragic story, Yeah, uh, that one. So, all, you know, all the stories are there. It's, uh, it's, I would describe it as a workmanlike documentary. OK, well, there's nothing wrong with that. There's yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. There's no great flourishes in it, but it does remind you of the, you know, these yeah. moments. And I'd sort of half-forgotten some of the J.J. Okocha moments mm. and... Uh, you know, just how big Lucas Radaby was in Leeds and all that. So, um, yeah, well worth watching. That's on Sky Sports, is it? That's uh, Sky Sports Football. OK, brilliant. Uh, Martin, yeah. uh, are you back overnight? Yes, I'm indeed back overnight. <laughs> yes, you'll be here from 1am to 6am, is that right? Yes, yeah, I want to point out that we have a documentary out between 5 and 6. OK. So, um, but I enjoy watching it go out. Oh, OK. Uh, so, I that. <laughs> you get your head down, do you? Have a little, you have an hour. I sort of have a little snooze, yeah. yeah fantastic. Enough. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That's how it all unfolded this afternoon. We'll return on Monday. Danny Kelly will be back. We'll take a look at the... We've only got five games. We'll get them all in. Five games. (laughs) Next five games. And then uh, Andy Brassel, all the regulars, Clips Pewter and all that. So I do hope you can join us. Until then, have a fantastic weekend and thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 